Welcome to the Fin Nation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Devgannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back, Fem Nation. I have an amazing guest today with me. Her name is Deborah Morgan. She's the founder of Kids Health Revolution. And as we were chatting before the episode start, uh, I don't ever give a huge bio. I just want to remind you guys, I don't give a huge bio because that in and of itself is in their story. It's in Deborah's story. So I want to welcome my guest today and uh, thank her for coming on. Deborah, thank you. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. I'm excited to hear more about you and what it is that you do. So let's start with the question of the hour. How did your entrepreneurial journey begin? Yeah, well, boy, it, it's been an interesting uh, journey to get where I am today. But I've always been a little bit of a pioneer, uh, even since I was in high school. Um, I moved to Mexico in my 20s uh, and kind of started... Uh, on the path of doing my own thing business-wise when I was there, um, while I was also teaching English. Um, And so that really started my journey into the wellness industry. I began um, doing classes, belly dance classes for the women uh, in the town that I lived in, uh, which was aimed at A, fitness, but also B, that the uh, self-esteem portion of it. So I just loved doing that. Um, and then that branched into doing meditation classes. And then that branched into me coming back to Canada and studying massage therapy. And I opened up my own massage business and uh, worked in, in that way and still led some classes and self-esteem stuff for some time. Uh, until I had my son and then he was diagnosed when he was two with an autoimmune condition. And uh, I often speak about this like the day the bomb dropped on my life. Um, And we were told there was not much we could do about it. We were just going to have to learn to live with it. Uh, And I went home and sat with that and just you know, having kind of this background in wellness and alternative health modalities, I kind of felt like, hmm, you know, this doesn't feel right to me. There's got to be something that we can do to at least help this little tiny body find its balance again. Uh, And so that began my journey into the world of uh, nutrition and gut healing and everything that can be accomplished with that. Uh, I began working with a wonderful functional medicine doctor, which just opened up a whole new world to me. Uh, And long story short, uh, my son's autoimmune condition began reversing about the year mark after we had uh, changed quite fundamentally our diet and some of our lifestyle habits. Uh, And I was sold. I was just like, this is amazing. Like we can do this with food uh, and with some of the changes to our environment. So 
Then I went back to school again and got certified in holistic nutrition and some specialties in gut healing protocols. And then I founded Kids Health Revolution so I can help other parents use food and these just simple tools that we have in our own two hands as parents to really make a big difference to their kids' health. Mm-hmm. In At the core of your entrepreneurial experiences bringing you to this point, what would you say the common thread is and what you kept finding along your journey of evolution to this point? That's a great question. I think uh, the core or the thread that runs through it all has always been empowerment. Uh, just empowering people to take health into their own hands, even when it was just a belly dance class. Uh, it was about empowering women at that point. Uh, but it, it's always been about empowerment. And, in, and now it's about empowering people, parents, to see that they do have choice and they do have wisdom in their own household and they do have power to profoundly influence health. Uh, And that has sort of threaded through my entrepreneurial journey in that, um, you know, bringing this message of empowerment to other people, you know, further empowers me, you know, to just carry on and keep doing that. And it keeps me motivated you know when as all entrepreneurial journeys have there are difficult moments (laughs) Uh, when you know the the clients aren't barging through the door every day and you've got to go out and start doing the marketing stuff again and just reminding myself of why I do it of that empowerment piece is what keeps me going every day what would you say your greatest entrepreneurial learning curve was in in each of these endeavors Probably to put myself out there and to not be afraid to talk about what I do. Um, I'm a very private person. I'm 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 weirdly introvertedly extroverted. <laughs> I, I like to talk to people. I love to be on a stage, but I'm also really very private. I don't talk about myself a lot. So I was really I had to learn how to talk to people about what I do and and my experience and my success and and be able to uh, like share success stories with people, you know, almost, you know, don't, I don't want to use the word brag, but sometimes that's how it feels right to this quiet little part of me. That's like, Oh, you know, don't be too big for your britches. (laughs) That there's this part of me that doesn't want to say, you know, all the great things that I can do for people because it feels like bragging, but I've had to learn. Okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I can't talk about myself. And in fact, talking about the things that I do and can do for people is a good thing because otherwise how are people going to know how I can help them? Exactly. Does that make sense? It does totally make sense. And I, I completely resonate with that because there's a part of me that I'm just like introverted, extroverted, love being with people, love having conversations, love networking, love learn, you know, learning about people. And then of course, then there's that private side of me. I'm like, where's that balance? You know, where's that where do we find that, you know, and, and it's individual. Um, and, uh, but that, uh, leads me to another question, sharing the successes and the capacity and how, and which, and how you can help people. What, what was it like to figure out sharing the struggle side of it, especially since it had to do with your son or your child? Um, so how was it, 
how was it um, leaning into that? Because it's one thing for us as entrepreneurs to share our personal struggle and share that story because we come to a point of of over that portion of it with, with an awareness of what we're doing uh, with that struggle. But when it comes to another member or a child or a spouse, how do you share that? How do you learn to lean into that? Yeah, that's an ongoing challenge, to be honest, uh, especially as my son's getting a little bit older. Um, I'm fairly private about what the specific diagnosis was, for example. Uh, And when I write about it, I'm working on writing a book about this experience. Um, I, I wrote a little line in it, which really sort of helped me frame how I approach this in that it is, it's his health condition and therefore his journey with his health. But I have played a huge role in that journey. And so in talking about it, I'm talking about my role, about mm-hmm. what, how I was able to uh, manage some things in our household and uh, create uh, a family culture and background around food and, and how we live that has enabled his body to find that balance. So my role is, or when I speak about it, I'm talking about my role as a mom and a little bit less about the specifics of his situation, if that makes sense. Through your lens, your perspective, your experience of exactly. the, the shared the shared side of the, exp- yeah. you know, his diagnosis. and Yeah, which I think, you know, will speak to most parents who go through this because they're not experiencing the condition. They're experiencing what it feels like as a parent to be watching your child struggle with this condition mm-hmm. from the outside, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I I can't say for my son how all of this feels or has felt to him, but I can say how it feels as a parent to watch and feel completely helpless and powerless to do anything for that, you know, that one person that we're supposed to protect above all else, right? So, uh, you know, when speaking to parents about making the changes, it's really about your role in, in, being the leader of your family and stepping into that role in terms of shaping their relationship with food, with health, and with their body uh, in a way that's more mindful uh, than we're taught to be about our bodies, right? Like right now, my son's a little bit older. He's a teenager. He's moving into the years of, you know, being out on his own, a little less under my control and my umbrella. And so now it's really changed into teaching him about, okay, well, you know, if you try something that we don't usually eat just really take notice of how that feels in your body and and how you feel for a few days after that and then it's comes down to you deciding is it worth it mm-hmm. right so just really having teaching them about this relationship between the choices they make and their body and their health which i think we'd be a lot of us would be so much better off if if this was a standard sort of practice that we we learn to really listen to our body Mm-hmm. In, I agree wholeheartedly. Before I before my next question, I I absolutely agree wholeheartedly. We have a we have a son. We have five we have five kids. My husband and I do, and we have a son that was diagnosed. He's eighteen. He'll be nineteen this year. He was diagnosed when he was four with with a condition, um, and so we've struggled with. And we a lot of my um, my back end of what I've done as a mom and as a you know as a family member. Um, a decision, a uh, deciding 
parent, you know, someone that can make, make decisions for youth, you know, prior to them being old enough to make, to make educated or, or understood decisions. Um, yeah. So I know that struggle uh, deeply and I don't share it much um, for the mm-hmm. same reasons uh, that, you know, it's, it's his and does he publicly want me saying anything about that? It doesn't have to be, how can I frame it? Um, but it's not ever played really into my entrepreneurial ventures, except for the sustainable farm. When we had that, um, that was really my drive for producing the most pure, pure foods possible, um, because of, of his condition. Um, but I understand, uh, that struggle and I understand that placement. There's also another story that I sit on that is not directly me, but, um, but another, uh, very close family member that it, it daily impacts my life. And, um, you know, we deal with that, but I don't tell that story either, you know, because right. again, I, I've written a book. I wrote a book about the farm. I wrote a book about the decisions, the leadership side of it. And I refrained when I was uh, working with editing, I refrained from anything that went close to some of the very specific reasons why we chose not to be on the farm anymore. Um, those were, those were reasons that sat there, but I needed to keep that out of this, this first book because that wasn't the the point of the book. So I understand, um, the, I understand being able to tell the story of, you know, if it was me and a decision I had to make and it was, you know, my body or my, my, um, journey, you know, specifically, that's one thing. And I've struggled with not having that in and of myself, but I have the others on the outside of it that I'm like, where does that fit in? But it's driven so much of my decisions and my entrepreneurial ventures and where I find myself now, you know, in this moment in time, you know, so I understand those. How then, how then have you navigated, um, maybe the the pushback in the health industry that maybe maybe you weren't qualified or maybe you didn't have the knowledge or maybe this was just your unique experience and didn't apply to anybody else. What kind of pushback did you have, if any? Maybe you didn't have any, but how did you weather that? Yeah, that's a really good question, and I haven't directly had the pushback, um, though it was in the back of my mind. So it's, it, I've never had somebody say, okay, well, you're not qualified to do this, or I've never been, you know, challenged by a doctor or anybody like that. Uh, usually when people find me, it's because they've been through the system to the point that they're like, there's, there's, they're not offering me anything. And they're like, okay, it's worth a try. Let's give it a shot. Right. Um, so, but it certainly was a hurdle. And I, I, you know, I love that you asked that question because it, it was a hurdle in the back of my mind of, of putting myself out there uh, and saying, this works. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm a little bit of a rebel. Like I use the word gut healing on my website and on some of the things that I post and I'm not really supposed to use the word healing. Um, but essentially, you know, this is, this is what's happening inside the body. The body is healing. It's not to say it's curing, but it's healing. It's finding balance. So in my, my journey, I have learned to just be honest about how I see it. And there's going to be people that don't like it. And that's fine. Those aren't the people that my message is for. 
there are plenty of people who are open and willing to see that food and environment has a major impact on our health. And those are the people that my message is aimed at, the people who are open-minded mm-hmm. already. And those that aren't can do their own thing. That's that's fine. They don't, I don't, I don't have to convert anybody. That's kind of where mm-hmm. I've come to. And at the end of the day, uh, it, um, a similar, you know, I ask questions that, you know, I've worked through too, right? So at this, in, in the back of my mind, I've done that with multiple, you know, th- hurdles as well, thinking, okay, who am I to be the expert? Who, who declared me the expert, but me declaring me the expert. But when I found that it was my perspective through my new, unique experience, through my lens and through my journey that actually can't be disputed anyways, because that is uniquely mine. And so, and this is who I am through the process. And then, you know, it's just, I'm not holding it all inside and not sharing it. I, I choose to put it out there to share it. So um, I, I wanted to frame that just a little bit of that context. And I appreciate your your answers with that because so many of us women entrepreneurs, we wonder where that fits. You know, it is a hurdle that most of us are going to come to at some point in time. And the uniqueness of it, uniqueness of your journey through your lens, your story, however you put that together and bring breathe life into it, cannot be disputed. Right on. And, you know, when I say I've never directly been challenged on it, it's it's true from the establishment, you know, the medical establishment. I have had family, a couple of family members say, well, you know, probably just spontaneously. It was just probably spontaneous remission. Oh. <laughs> right? And so, and I can't prove that it wasn't, you know, so sure, maybe it was, but everything that we've done has definitely not hurt in any way. It has only helped you know, support health. And, and, and I, you know, I cannot give you a, a piece of paper that can, or a scientific study that says it was not spontaneous remission. It was all of this, but I can say whatever we've done has caused no harm and has only helped in many other ways, not only to support his health and his relationship with his health and body, but my own health, my family's health. And I'd like to think, you know, in some ways the health of our world and planet because of the choices that we're making with our healthcare dollars and with our our food dollars and all of that sort of stuff. Well, and choices are contributions, whether we want to admit it or not. And so Absolutely. whether whether you can put some scientific data behind it and say without irre, with irrefutable proof, you know, your choices did contribute to where he is today. Absolutely. And we have to not negate that. And and even people that come, you know, even the medical world, I'm probably going to say something controversial here, but even the medical world, science itself is based on theory that is proven over time, right? I mean, they, they have to test the theories anyways. We're, we, we have an ability to have tons of tested theories at this point for certain things and, and certain lanes and, and certain areas of medicine, you know? So that's, that's amazing. We, we're fortunate that we have this timeline. But at the same time, as we all know, there are still new things on the horizon. There's new, still new ways, new uh, opportunities, new new findings, you know, new Absolutely. findings don't happen without contributions somewhere testing the outcome, you know, so six and one, half a dozen, another, you know, and I'm not, not to not, not negating anything 
in, in medicine, medicine is important, but at the same time, we still have the, you have a unique opportunity to contribute and test the very, very specific scenario that you have. I had the same thing. You know, I had the opportunity to test while still prudently parenting and making the best decisions for my child. You know, we all have those and we will all have those and they play into our entrepreneurial journey because our entrepreneurial journey, such as yours and mine and most women entrepreneurs that I've had the pleasure of interviewing and the women uh, listeners, we, it all has a common thread. It does somewhere because we want to help make something better. And it starts with what we've had direct influence on. And so that is important and your contribution will always have a significant difference. And it's for it's there alive so that other people can come and say, yes, I've tried other things. I need to try what Deborah's got, what she talks about because it's resonating. I hear it. I feel it. I understand it. I won't, you know, this is for me at the moment and it does make an impact. Right on. Yes, thank you. Hey, Fem Nation, I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21-day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M-2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Again, we're so conversational inside of this, so I, 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 I don't preframe anything. And this is the unique part of having a podcast is that I get amazing people uh, such as yourself that share really cool, really cool pieces of their journey and really cool lines in their journey. But I want to ask you one question on that. How do you define success then in your entrepreneurial journey as well as you're progressing with a combination of what it is that you help people with? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, it used to be that I, like many entrepreneurs, defined success only by the dollars and cents at the end of you know the taxation year, <laughs> right? Right. Um, and that's of course part of it. You know, we're in this to make a living, and that's okay, and we don't need to apologize for that. That's been a journey in and of itself. Um, but I've also come to define success a little bit more broadly in that I, I get to do this work that I enjoy every day. I get to show up and uh, be in relationship with people and supporting people and celebrating these wins with them and, and solving the puzzle of, of what could be going on for their children and uh, creating recipes and recipe books and recipe videos and just all these things that I love to do. I love, I love my work and I don't actually ever see myself retiring. 
100% because I just love what I do. It energizes me. And so for me, that's a big part of the definition of success is that I don't have to drag my butt into my office every day. It's, it's a pleasure to get to do the things that I, that I do within my, in, within my company. That's a wonderful benchmark for success because ultimately at the end of the day, I don't think it is all about money. It's about making a difference and feeling purposeful. Right on. Doing what we're called to do. How has the entrepreneurial journey changed you as a person? The entrepreneurial journey, how's that changed me as a person? That's a good question. Just give that a little second thought here. Um, Again, I think it would have to go back to the putting myself out there piece. You know, there have been times in my life where I have felt like, geez, I kind of would like to just go back to a job where somebody tells me what to do and it's all laid out for me. And I just go in nine to five and I punch my time card and I know what I'm doing. And uh, it's not all the responsibility is not on my shoulders, Um, but that's just not who I am. And I've come to recognize that. but I think, yeah, the biggest growth for me through this is saying, okay, uh, my message is important. Uh, what I do is valuable and worthy and therefore uh, worth promoting and worth putting out there, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You have a free gift, a download that you're going to share with the listeners. Tell us about that. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I have a, a, as I said, I love to create recipes and and do creative things with food in the kitchen. So I have put together a little ebook that is 25 gut healing recipes for your family uh, to reclaim your child's health. And it's got lots of good stuff. So there's some dinner recipes in there, uh, side dishes, lots of snack ideas, because I know Parents often struggle with what to send in that little lunch kit to school. Uh, So there's lots of fun little snack ideas in there, some desserts and treats and things that you can make for special occasions. Uh, So what I really hope with the the little ebook is that it gives parents this inspiration and this idea that, wow, look at all this really lovely, delicious food we can have while we're doing the work of balancing health and healing the gut because it it doesn't have to be like people think about changing your diet as a diet, right? You you think about weight loss, you think about deprivation, you think, I get it. I I felt like that when I first started as well, but I have since learned that this has nothing to do with deprivation. And so if I can show people the beautiful food that's possible when you're gut healing and balancing health, people will be way more likely to embrace the changes that can be made. So the 25 gut healing recipes is the ebook. And then I also have like a a free three day meal plan that people can download. And it's got even more pretty pictures uh, and pictures are really motivating to people. Right. So uh, they can, they can get that as well. And it's recipes and a shopping list and all of that kind of stuff. So lots of inspiration. That's the idea with it. That sounds amazing. Actually, that's a wonderful pairing as well uh, to be able to have both of those things. I'm a foodie at heart too. So let me ask you a quick question that came up from hearing that. Has it been difficult for your clients to learn 
a new lifestyle and and reframe that thought process of it being a diet versus a lifestyle has is that a hurdle that you have to help them break down and overcome great question and yes yeah uh some people more than others um but almost inevitably when we're doing our first uh, session or first two sessions, it's about the question comes up, how long uh, do we need to do this? And mm. my answer is always, I can't give you an exact time frame. You know, we always start with, you know, six weeks um, as, as sort of your, your start point. It always depends on each child and how deep the situation runs. But I say the goal here is never to go back to the standard American diet. This is not about like, okay, the diet is like the pill that you take for a short time and it fixes things and you just go back to doing things the way you were. That is not the plan here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The plan here is that you get onto this way of eating and being and living and it becomes part of you. And I'm not sure I would have believed that when I first started, you know, our functional medicine doctor told me three months. And so my brain was like, okay, you know, I can get on board with that. And so it made it approachable for me. And, and some people, you know, I have worked with some kids that that's enough, but again, they don't go sliding right straight back to the standard American diet. You know, they're, they're still more whole foods based and maybe sometimes they have, you know, pizza and ice cream at a birthday party, but it's not an everyday way of living. But yes, I want people to come to this place of seeing, wow, you know, we can live like this. It's sustainable. It's easy. It's delicious. And we don't really miss all these other things that we thought we had to have in our lives. Mm -hmm. And do you help people that um, don't have a child suffering from some uh, a reason to start looking into gut health? Do you help adults and do you help individuals specifically as well? Yes, I do help adults. Yeah. My, my main passion and focus is the kids, but often, you know, I'll get clients that are adults that have a health concern that they're struggling with and they need help with the diet side of it. Um, and I have worked with families that just actually uh, have children, you know, they might have a small child, like a two or three year old toddler, and then they have a baby and they've started reading and thinking about food in a different way. And they want to get ahead of the game, right? Before there's a diagnosis, they want to start making some changes to be a little bit healthier in the way that they live. So I certainly do that as well. Excellent. Will you tell us where the audience can directly connect with you? Where can we find you and reach out to you? Yeah, so I'm on all the social media places uh, and it, it's really easy. It's just Kids Health Revolution for uh, Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm not on Twitter, <laughs> um, but yeah, the other ones. Um, and uh, I'm playing around with a new one. I can't remember what the name of it is off the top of my head. One of the alternate uh, social media platforms, but I can send it to you. You can put it in the links. You got so it. Do, I can't remember the name of it. Um, and my website, which is also kidshealthrevolution.com. Uh, so yeah, just if they want to Google that, even all the different places will come up that they can connect. And the uh, 
Gut Healthy Recipes is right on the front page of my website. So that's really easy to get to. And the other one, they can just click on the meal plans tab and that'll take them to downloading the free three-day meal plan as well. Wonderful. It's been my pleasure to get to know you and hear your journey and your story more today uh, and the impact that you are making in this world. Uh, It's very needed. we definitely need to have some awareness of that. So I appreciate you spending the time telling us about your journey and what makes a difference in your world as well. So thank you for coming on today. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun. It was a pleasure. Guys, make sure you check out the show notes and download these amazing gifts that Deborah's got for you and start taking that step in the right direction. Even if you are in the right direction and you're working on it, there's always amazing things to learn. So take it from an expert and get to know more of what's possible for you. And as always, keep moving forward. Hey, Fem Nation, I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21-day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M 2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.